Unfortunately, we had some some bad news in the scouting world that that dropped over the last couple of days. Alex Saar and Nikola Topic, two of the top prospects in the 2024 NBA Draft, will be missing some time with injuries. So stay tuned to find out our thoughts on their injuries, if it's going to impact their draft stock, and how it just impacts the scouting calendar. Stay tuned. Shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board. And to my left, but to my right on the YouTube, is my brother James Barlow. Again, happy new year, brother. We are about, what, eight days in? Eight days in? Yeah, man. You had any new year's resolutions? Nah, man, I don't do New Year's resolutions. If you want to change something about your life, man, you don't got to wait to the, the top of the calendar year to do it. You know, just do it. Message. Okay, that, that was pretty deep and profound. I got a little bit of depth, man, a little bit. No, my plan was to get up at 5 o'clock every morning, just get an earlier start to my day. And then I'm still not 100%, man. I had some sinusitis or something like that, man. I, what's your What's your your anthem, like, musically? To, to get you going at 5 a.m. Because I don't do 5 a.m. I don't, I don't have one. I mean, anything Benny the Butcher? I've been listening to Too Short Get It. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was in high school. That came out. You was in, like, middle school. Hey, man, look. That song is still <laughs> prophetic to this day. <laughs> you should be getting it. Yeah. Any way you got. That, that's true. All right. So before we get into this episode, I want to let you know that it's brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On L O C K E D O N for twenty dollars off your first purchase. All right. Alex Sar, the projected number one pick in the twenty twenty four NBA draft. I have him number one. When we did our mock draft last week. You had Nikola Topic going number one, and well, if you if you actually if you missed our mock draft 1.0, check it out. It dropped on New Year's Day. You know, we, we broke it up into th- really three parts. We had a lottery version. We had picks 15 through 30. The 15 through 30. Um, you know, there were some people that didn't like some of our picks. But we always mention that 15 through like 45 could be interchangeable. Yeah, yeah, we, we always mention that, but we didn't have a couple of Duke guys in our in our top 30, and that's what led to the controversy. Then there were some people that were just totally upset for no reason with the Hanson Wang pick. We're going to do an episode on Hanson Wang. If you're not familiar with Hanson, no, Yang, I'm sorry, Hanson Yang, I, I apologize. Hanson Yang, who I think is going to be a, a, a big riser around draft time. And my man has, he has, he, game, he has just, game. There's no need to front. Like, he... If you watch his film, like he can legit play, and he can move. I mean, I kept and seeing people move. saying, "Oh, he's too slow." I'm like, you didn't, you didn't watch clips. So if you go on my Twitter, Barlow Five Hundred, if you just scroll down a couple of days, I posted a, a a video of of Hanson Yang. I wish we could post here on NBA Big Board on our YouTube channel, but we are not allowed to post videos due to copyright issues. If we could, I, I definitely would. But anyway. Alex Sar, the projected number one pick in the 2024 NBA draft, is out after suffering a, they call it a minor hip strain. If you saw the injury, it looked a lot worse than that. I mean, it was, 
First of all, you got to get rid of these stickers. Like, how many times have oh. we seen players in European competition, or even international competition, slip on these stickers? I know I had a good friend of mine signed a lucrative contract in Italy, slipped on a sticker, tore his patella in, like, the last preseason game, and he was really never the same since. We've seen multiple guys in, in Europe slip. I know Victor had a nasty fall last year. And it was actually similar to SARS fall. And, I mean, I don't know how Victor got up. Like you, He's not a human. That's how he got up. I mean, it looked like <laughs> – and maybe I'm saying this because I just came from a safari a couple of weeks ago. But it looked like a giraffe falling. And the way he fell, I mean, it just looked nasty. But he was able to get back up. And, unfortunately, for SAR, his injury happened in a game that they were blowing out the Adelaide 36ers. It happened on December 28th. And he's out for, I mean, they said he's out for two to three weeks, and they're going to reevaluate him next week. But, again, he slipped on the sticker right above the free throw line, and it was a nasty fall. I mean, it looked nasty. It's bad timing. His team, Perth, had won nine out of their last 11 games. And Sar was having a good year. I mean, obviously, if he's projected number one, averaging nine points, four rebounds, and a block in a little under 18 minutes. So he was a big part of their success. So my first question for you, James, is do you feel like SARS injury is going to impact his draft stock in, in any type of way? More so from the, the point of maybe some teams haven't seen him in person since the G League Fall Invitational. And now, I mean, that, that Australia trip, we've talked about it before, so it's a long hike. And so some teams may not, you know, their, their calendar has changed. So do you think it's going to impact his draft stock at all? I don't think it's going to impact his draft stock at all, considering how this draft is shaping out to be. And also, Nikola Topic, which we will talk about later on, he's also hurt. So it's like, who are the biggest threats to him at number one, right? It would have been Topic. Some say it's Risa Shea. Some still have Holland there. Um, so it's like, I don't necessarily think his draft stock will be hurt unless like that injury is something that he can't recover from or it's something that is going to like hinder his athleticism long term i don't want to call it the worst case scenario but let's say he comes back in three weeks and he's not the same doesn't have the same mobility do you think it can impact his draft stock because he's already only playing a little under 18 minutes per game his athleticism and mobility is a big part of why he's so highly touted and the team is winning they're in second place so for him it's a situation to where He's helping the team out if he if he comes back. It's not a situation like Lamelo. Well, Lamelo was there. I don't think the team was good if I don't if I remember correctly. And then of course that was COVID. But once he got injured, he was done. Let me ask you a question on top of your question. All right, Alex Sar, great in the G League Showcase event. Right, he's been pretty much number one all you know through this draft cycle. What incentive does he have? personally to come back well that's always a tough decision when you're talking about draft prospects on one hand if you're a team you 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 wonder like if this guy quit on his team in the middle of the season to protect his draft stock is he going to do that to us what happens if it's you know the last year of his contract is he going to quit on us because he wants to make sure that he's healthy going into free agency do teams think that way and is it fair for them to think that way when they, in 
March, April do what's best for the team to protect ping pong balls? Yeah, no, no, that's a that's a fair question. So I think on one hand, a team may look at it that way in a sense of like, all right, what happens if it's us? Because, you know, a lot of times the teams, when they look at it from their point of view, it's from their point of view, and that's all that matters. But there's also a player's point of view, and from a player's point of view, sometimes it's it's okay to protect your draft right. stock. Damian Lillard said he could have played the end of the year for Portland. And they were like, like they were like just Alexander could have played some of those games the last of, couple of years. I mean some of those years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so mean Luca last year yeah. could have played I mean now he doesn't regret it because they got lively. That's what right. lively. But I'm saying like am I as an organization mad at a player for doing ultimately protecting his best asset, which is his health, his draft stock, when in turn we're gonna do the same thing in April, like, okay, let's, let's keep it with Portland, right? Do you think Anthony Simons is legit going to play in March, April? Probably not. No. So it's like I, I get both sides of it. And if I was SAR, and, again, depend, it's it's the hip. Like, your hip is – that's your juice yeah. right there. So if he decided to shut it down to protect his future draft stock, like – how could you be mad at him from an organizational standpoint, when, especially when ultimately the end goal is to get to the NBA and to be the best available person, player that he is, and he needs his help to do that? Let's let the audience answer that question. So if you're following us on YouTube, answer this question. What should be the most important thing for Alexander Saar and his decision? Should it be to, if, if he feels like the injury is going to impact his draft stock, should he shut it down and just ride the wave that he's established already? Or his team is competitive, they're in second place, or should it be more important for him to help the team? Or how would you judge him if he decided not to return? All right, when we return, we're going to talk about Nikola Topic, and he's also out. So stay tuned to hear our thoughts on Nikola Topic's injury. All right, before we get into the second segment, I wanted to talk to you about my favorite app when it comes to getting tickets. It is the Game Time app. You no longer have to be frustrated with the whole ticket purchasing process because Game Time is, in my opinion, the best app, especially if you're looking for last minute tickets, whether it's for games, theaters, plays, or more, Game Time is the best app for last minute tickets. They have flash deals, they have zone deals, they have easy to find and buy tickets for any kind of event in your area. And my favorite part is that they actually have views of the seat, like from the actual arena. I bought tickets to a Yankees game, I bought my wife tickets to a Mavericks game, and I bought tickets to a Dallas Cowboys game using the Game Time app. They have a low price guarantee, they have event cancellation protection, they even have job loss protection, and they have an all-inclusive price. So we've all bought tickets before. The ticket says it's $75. Right when you're about to hit submit or payment, you find out that there's like $40 or $50 in fees. And with the Game Time app, they actually show you the all-inclusive price that includes the fees. And they have tickets right up until the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it is the best place to find last-minute tickets. You got to go to the Game Time app. And if you use the code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you can get $20 off your first purchase. So again, go to the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On, and you can get $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
Locked On has launched the first ever, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. You must check out Locked On Sports today. It is here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, covering the top stories of the day with the Locked On local experts. And then we have the national shows that cover every league. So go to Locked On Sports today and check out and subscribe. More importantly, subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. We left off talking about Alex Saar. We did a little tease for Nikola Toppage. Toppage was number one on our mock draft, 1.0, that dropped last week. Again, if you did not see that episode, check it out. It's in three parts. We did the lottery. We did picks 15 through 30, and we did second-round steals. But a player that we've talked about quite a bit over the last few weeks and last few months or since the start of the season is Nikola Toppage, one of the biggest risers in this draft. We're talking about a player that wasn't considered by many to be a first-round pick coming into the season, and now he has skyrocketed to the top of the draft. I mean, I've seen him as high as one, two, three. I think he's, at the very minimum, being conservative, a top-ten pick. And unfortunately, he is going to be out for four to six weeks with a a knee injury, and it looks like he's going to be sidelined until March. And it just kind of sucks for him because it was in his third game playing with Red Star. He made the jump from Mega to Red Star. Red Star is the team that he grew up playing with. He was on loan playing with, with Mega Basket, and he was having a phenomenal year. I mean, he was averaging like 18 points, seven assists. I mean, just historic numbers in the Adriatic League. I was looking forward to seeing him play in the EuroLeague. I knew it was going to be a reduced role, but he's playing against the, the, the highest level of competition outside the NBA, some crazy environments. And I know like the, the two games that he played were some pretty crazy environments. So unfortunately, he's out for four to six weeks. For you, James, what do you think this is going to do to his draft stock? Because he was a player that some people were saying – I mean, they weren't questioning the numbers, but they were like, he has the ball in his hands. He mm -hmm. has a crazy usage. There were some concerns about his outside shooting, mm -hmm. which playing with with, um, with Red Star in the EuroLeague, we knew his role was going to be reduced, and he'd probably get a little bit more catch-and-shoot opportunities. How does his injury impact, like, from what you were looking forward to seeing with him when he made the change? It's a bummer not to see him play. Because you would like to see, like you said, the step up in competition, the role would have changed. How it relates to him, I don't think his draft stock will be affected because he's been playing so – his lasting memory in, in Scout's eyes, his most recent film, I should say, is going to be the scoring and playmaking he was doing before he moved on to the EuroLeague, right? So it's like we didn't get a chance to possibly see him exposed, if that makes sense. Yeah. So here's the thing. Their season is a lot longer. The EuroLeague season ends the top of April. Right now, Red Star is in 13th place. So, I mean, they have time to, to get into the playoff picture. But, I mean, it is somewhat of an uphill battle. And then the Adriatic League, which he's still playing in the same domestic league. He just went to another team. Their season doesn't end until May. So he has plenty of time. So my... My, I guess my concern in a sense is four to six weeks is a significant amount of time. His game is based off of his speed getting downhill. And I, I can't imagine him playing a lot in the EuroLeague when he does come back. 
I wonder how much he'll play in the Adriatic League. And if he puts up 50% of the production that he had, which will be around nine points, three and a half assists, which I know he's not going to have the same role, how would that impact his draft status? Do you think that if if his numbers decline 50%, so let's say, I mean, obviously the role is going to be reduced, but let's right. let's just say... In the Adriatic League for Red Star, he's averaging nine points, four and a half assists, and the shooting numbers are the same. Do you think that will impact his draft status since now that would be the last thing that scouts seen from him? I don't think so because, again, it's a, it's, he's 18 playing in the second best league in the world. So, but the Adriatic League wouldn't be the second best league in the right, world. Right. So he, like I said, I don't know if he's going to play much in the Euro League because again, it's a four to six. Okay. Week injury. So you're saying you're saying if he comes back and he's putting up what you expected from the Euro League stats in the Adriatic no, no, no. League. I'm saying the Adriatic League. It's, he's still in the Adriatic League. Uh-huh. He's just on a different team. Right. But he's in the same league that he was dominating. Uh huh. Earlier in the season, but now he's on a different team with a reduced role. If his numbers are cut in half in the same league, but the shooting numbers are the same, do you think that will impact his draft status? Well, I mean, if, he, if there's a reduced role, I don't necessarily think it would change his draft stat- status because, I mean, he, ultimately, we know he can pass. We know if he can continue to get to the basket, even in those limited minutes. Uh, and the shooting doesn't change. He's still essentially the same player I think that we saw in the in the uh, playing for Mega Basket. Right? You look at all these guys, these foreign guys for the most part are playing limited roles, limited minutes. So even with Sar, we talked about him averaging nine and four and how many minutes per game? Eighteen, 18, 18 yeah. minutes a game. So it's like we're grading you on what we think you will be able to do in a few years. So ultimately the shooting is going to have to improve, but if he's going out there blowing by guys and finishing at the rim at the same efficiency, or even just a couple notches lower and he still can't shoot. It's like we've, we've, that's what we saw from him on his previous assignment. I think it can have an impact. How? Because we saw him before the injury averaging 18 and seven, we saw what he could do. I mean, it, it's natural to 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 go by the last thing you saw. So if he's playing in the reduced role and he's not getting the same rhythm that he had, there's a, I mean, there's a different rhythm and mindset you have when you know you have the keys and you know you're going to play 30 minutes per game and you know you're going to get your opportunity. So if he's in a reduced role and he's coming off an injury, his rhythm and timing is off. I think it can have somewhat of an impact on his draft status. So, again, let me ask you the same question I asked Alex Sars, agent, in my head. Do you bring back your potential top five pick off of a knee injury, or do you say, hey, man, the job is done, you feel good about where you are, the most important thing is your health going forward? Well, I think you know the climate in Europe is totally different. They don't. They don't care. About they don't things. care about your draft status. It's right now. Like I mean, they even want guys to play injured on the national team. 
And so for Red Star, I mean, basketball is absolutely crazy. It is crazy in Serbia. You have this, this, I mean, this intense rivalry with with Partizan, and the hype surrounding him is that he's is is high, but also people want him to be able to come in and contribute. And so if he decides to sit out, protect his draft stock, I mean, like. It's. I, I mean, I think it'll be looked at totally, totally different than it would be if he were in college, even if he were in Australia, or even if you know he played in the G League. Because at least in the NBL with their Next Stars program, we know it's supposed to be a feeder program that competes with the G League and college to get the top guys to the NBA. Yes, there's an element of winning that they want and being able to come in and contribute. But everyone understands that the Next Stars program is supposed to help guys to get to the NBA. Same thing with the Ignite. If it were a situation with the Ignite, I don't think a player would come back. But in Europe, they don't care about helping you get to the NBA. It's all about what can you do for us right now. We are trying to win this game. Tomorrow's not promised, and we got to win now. So I could see a situation where he's out there at 75 percent and if he's not a hundred percent and he's not putting up the same numbers i wonder how it will impact him because even if he played the full season without an injury i think he was going to hit a wall i mean even in luca's year he hit a wall because he was playing in the domestic league and the euro league and so i think he was going to hit a wall and i think the numbers were going to decline with the reduced role but i just wonder how his draft stock can be impacted if he ends up playing when he's not 100% and the, the numbers are, are down significantly, especially when his game is, I mean, the strength of his game is getting to the rim, getting in the teeth of the defense. I think there's a mentality part that you have to factor in. You got a four- to six-week injury. Not everybody's going to be Russell Westbrook where you get hurt and, and like, you hurt your knee and you come back playing the exact same way. So if he's a little tentative, I do think that it can impact his draft stock. All right, we got one more segment. When we return, we're going to talk about a few of the college players that are either injured or coming back from injury and how it has or how it can impact the draft stock. So stay tuned to hear our thoughts on Cody Williams, Donovan Klingen, and Stefan Castle. All right, before we get into the last segment, Let's talk about FanDuel because the NFL season is over. It is done. It is a wrap. But it is still time for you to get in on the action with FanDuel, which is America's number one sportsbook. Right now, if you are a new customer, you get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, it's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And this app is super easy to use so you got to check out the FanDuel app like I said it's easy to use they have different ways to bet like live same game parlays you can find bets in the new explore tab you can make a parlay in the parlay hub which is the best way to find the most popular parlays and more FanDuel the official partner of the NFL and locked on All right, the last segment, we've talked about Alex Sauer, we talked about Nikola Topic. We want you, the listener, to to get in on this. Should both guys play? Right now, their draft stock is, is pretty much, you can say, as high as it will ever be. Is it too risky to come back from injury and impact their draft stock? Which is easy for us to say, uh, yeah or no, but I mean... 
I mean, there's millions of dollars on the line if, if you fall. So, and also the best fit. So, answer, answer the question. Let us know. Do you think Nikola Topic and Alex Sar? Do you think they should return from injury, or is it safer to protect? Their draft stock. All right, let's talk about Stefan Castle. And the reason I bring up Castle first is because he's pretty much faced this situation, played two games, had, I mean, to me, any knee surgery is major surgery. I've never had any type of surgery before, but they say it was like a minor procedure. I believe he missed a month, and he decided to come back and play. I think that he could have sat out. I think that his draft stock was high enough to where even if he sat out and said, I'm going to play it safe, he still would have been a first-round pick. I'm not saying he would have been a lottery pick, but I do think that he would have had the security of being a first-round pick. Castle has opted to come back and play. Struggled the first couple of games, but now it looks like he's starting to, you know, to get his rhythm back. So what were your thoughts on Castle coming into the season? And have your thoughts changed or are you giving him a little bit of a curve because he has been coming off an injury? So going into the season, I believe I had him like three. Uh, big fan of his. Still, I am a big fan of his. I think we talked about on another podcast. Should he play or should he sit? I mean, I feel like I'm a competitive kind of guy, but as a competitor, knowing that this draft is wide open, he could reevaluate. He could have people reevaluate his talent if he came back like healthy and strong. And as you can see over his last two games, he's at like 14 points. Uh, five and a half assists, six and a half rebounds. He's going to fill the stat sheet. That's so he's true. filling the stat sheet. So it's like, again, if you're healthy, in his case, he and he's, let me mention, he's playing the way he was playing before he got hurt. So, like, you're not seeing him hesitant or timid attacking a basket. Like, he's still posting up. He's still going by defenders. He's crashing the glass. He's doing everything that he did before. But in his example, I think his draft stock was kind of warm, you know, and him sitting because he wasn't playing well. He then they shut him down for a little while. He, got he only played two games. I thought but it wasn't like in I the, thought he was overpassing. It was like the first what two games of the season, right? But at the same time, like you had concerns about his game. Whereas now you see that he's healthy. Maybe that was the issue before he wasn't healthy. But now you see he's healthy. I think he's going to, along with the stats, again, the, the scoring, the rebounding, and he's defending at a high level. If he just somehow mixes in some, like, catch-and-shoot threes, if, he, if the shooting improves, I think he could go from – I have him, like, in the teens right now. He could move back up to where he was before. If he like shows anything resembling a jump shot right now. So in in your mind, what was the biggest factor in him going from being number three on your board to being in the teens? Was it the injury or or is it because other guys have played better? Well, I feel like it was the production early on that was holding him, that had me, had him sliding. And then, it, again, like we talked about before, out of sight, out of mind. So, all right, he started off cold. Uh, he's played nine games this season. He was good the first two games, and he had a stretch of games. And when he came back, out of sight, out of mind. So who was rising up? Jacoby Walter was playing well. The, the European guy started playing well. So he was hurt. Now he's back. And now I feel like he has an opportunity to reclaim his, his draft status. But it was like he, he's in a weird role where he's not the feature guy on the perimeter in Connecticut. So there are going to be games where he has, you know, eight, 
nine, whatever. But now it looks like he's coming back and he's going to fill the stat sheet. So I feel like, again, he has an opportunity to improve his draft stock. All right, let's talk about his teammate, Donovan Klingen. On December 23rd, it was announced that Klingen would miss three to four weeks due to a tendon injury in his foot. I feel like he's been banged up all season. I think his draft stock has slipped a little bit, at least in my eyes. I, I thought he would be a little bit more productive than what he than what he has been. If you look at the per 36 numbers, I mean, it's like at 24 and, and 12 or something like that. But he has been banged up. To me, he hasn't really shown any growth on the offensive end. Three to four weeks, I mean, UConn is looking to compete for an, a national title. But do you think over this time that he's going to be out, his draft stock could go up or down? Uh, I don't necessarily think it's going to go up or down. In my eyes, I had him in the 20s anyway. Uh, I don't necessarily think that there's anything he can do dramatically to change my personal opinion of him. I think he's probably, I think the best big in this draft is Sar. Then I would say Misi. And then. Ah, you oh, aren't, yeah. you aren't, you aren't, you aren't high on it. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid now. Okay. All right. So, so we, Sar, we're even Justin Edwards. No, 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 no. That's totally different. Totally different. So look, Sar, Misi, and then it's like you got in the same kind of tier of where Klingon, um, other guys, Filipowski, like he's he's with them in my opinion, and I don't think that he's going to do anything to improve his stock. Just like they're not going to do anything major to improve their stock in my eyes. So, I think Filipowski. I'm not as high on Filipowski. I think if he shoots the ball better than thirty percent, he can rise. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, and I think where thought some, you know, the the motor revs up. I think he can rise. With Klingon, I think that he's – I don't know a situation where he can rise unless he just has He can some, or he can, I'm sorry. Can. I think he's okay. – I don't see like there's one thing that he could do that can make you say, all right, let's put him back up because I think he is who he is in a system. I mean, unless he just has some really dominant – Games, but I can't say like there's one particular thing that I would like to see from him that's going to help boost the stock. I will say if he does come, when he does come back, and let's say how the tournament plays out, let's say they draw a Duke in the tournament, or they draw a Purdue, or they draw a Baylor, or even Indy, well, they already played Indiana, but like let's say they draw some of those teams, or let's say he catches who's a dynamic guard in college right now, whoever. Let's say USC turns it around and, and they find USC in the tournament. And he goes out there and, like, protects the rim against somebody else or he's in another matchup against somebody else projected to be drafted. I think that could help his stock. But I think he's going to do that anyway. Yeah, but he, he I'm, I'm, is, but there's there's different, like, levels to it, I would yeah, say. Like I, like, I feel like in this example, Misi, like, shut Kyle Filipowski's water off. And that, to me... You're the only one talking about that, I feel like. it. I saw somebody else tweet about it, but he shut his water off. And that, to me, but gave him ESPN, the... ESPN, when they showed Filipowski, talk about him... Oh, no, that was the only... That was the rising. They showed clips from the Baylor game. That was the... They showed one clip from the Baylor <laughs> game, because there was literally one clip where he scored. But, again, Misi is climbing my ranks, because he had him in jail. I saw it early. Yeah, I saw it early. Prison. I had Misi as a lob. So pick. I see him the lob. I see the lob threat, and I see him moving his feet, and he wasn't fouling. And that was one of my issues with Misi. I thought he was going to be out here hacking, and he wasn't hacking. So it's like I feel like if Klingon can get that same kind of you know matchup, 
where he can just impose his will physically on the game, I think that would help him out. But I still have him in the 20s, though. So, Cody Williams, is a, it's a different situation with him. His draft stock rose despite the fact that he hasn't played since, like, December 3rd or something like that. He's only played seven games, and his draft stock has continued to rise, although he's not playing because other guys that were projected in that range from Isaiah Collier to maybe Ron to Matas Bazelas, their draft stock has started to fall while Cody's went up when we haven't seen him play. Now, the numbers were good. He's averaging 14 points per game. He's shooting 60% from three, and it is on like 1.3 attempts per game. He's supposed to come back this week. There were several people that were hoping that he would come back against Arizona, which would have been a great game mm. to see what he does. I think he's from Arizona. And he didn't play. Mm. Now, well, I, I don't, I don't want to say that like that. He did not make his return. I guess he wasn't ready. And so, but his draft stock has, has went up. So if, if you're Cody Williams, and just based off of what we talked about earlier, what is the incentive to play in a sense? Even though it is a wrist injury, and I think it would be frowned upon a little more if you, like, <laughs> shut it down with a, with a wrist injury as opposed to a knee injury. Because <laughs> I think you get criticized for, for that a little bit. But he's the only guy that I've seen whose draft stock has yeah. went up. He had, <laughs> when four, he, he had four good games, man. And it was – hold on, but look. I'm not hating on Cody Williams, right? I, I, I've seen him rise. I don't have him – his rise that far on my board, but like, all right, he had 17 against Florida State. Florida State's not good. No, and eight and six. Iona. All right, we'll see if they make it to Colorado State. That was a good game. He played very well against Colorado State, and that's a good team that's going to play in the tournament. Pepperdine. So basically, in a four-game stretch where he decided to get busy, bank account went up. His bank up, account up. went up. And his wrist went. <laughs> I'm not saying he's not hurt, but like, I I feel like. Do you think he should come? I mean, he should come back, but like, yeah, what's he, it gonna look like? He should come back, but I just feel like <laughs> it's like it's a weird situation because his, his draft stock rose while he was out, and I don't know if it can get higher. I mean, we say this draft is wide open, but I feel like it can only go back down because the concern with me is his outside shooting. And, again, he's shooting 60% from three, very small sample size. But right now, nobody's really talking about the outside shooting because you look at it and say, oh, well, you know, he's shooting 60% from three. Like if he point. comes back yeah. and then all of a sudden, you know, the, the shooting gets exposed in a sense, like we've seen with Stefan Castle, like we've seen with Isaiah Collier, like we've seen with Maras Buzelas, who was expected to be a, a good shooter, it could make his draft stock go down. So his situation is very interesting to me. What if he's not assertive like he had been those last four games before he got hurt? Because remember, I had issues with his assertiveness mm -hmm. going into or uh, early on into this this draft. So it seems like – and he's got other guys on his team too. So it's Silva, like, you got K.J. Simpson. Yeah, so, so what if he goes back and he's just kind of chilling like – it could hurt his draft stock. Definitely. So that's something I'm going to be monitoring or will be monitoring the rest of the season, how injuries can impact positively or negatively a, a player's draft stock. Let us know your thoughts. Once again, it's Rafael Barlow with my brother James. Leave a comment on the YouTube. You can actually hit us up on Twitter. I'm Barlow500. James is Draft Junkie, J-U-N-K-Y, James. 
Let us know your thoughts. Should these guys play or should they sit out to protect their draft stock? Once again, it's Raphael and James, and we are out. Hopefully everybody's healthy, man. I don't want to see anybody hurt.